Hello, welcome everyone back to Lotus Chat. If you are new here, welcome, welcome. And if you're not and you're returning, and, and this is completely new to you, you're in for a good treat. Um, we've got the beautiful Lotus ladies, Miss Zianne. Hi. Miss Jen. Hey guys. And of course, Jazzy here. So this is episode 64, and we are talking about independence versus codependency. And the starting question to this is, how do we define independence versus codependency? So what I've learned about the word independence is, is that it's actually a state of being. It's not depending on anyone outside of yourself. And, and I'm going to give you a definition on codependency that was actually written by the Mental Health of America. So codependency is actually an emotional and behavioral condition that affects an individual's ability to have a healthy, mutually satisfying relationship. It's also known as relationship addiction because people with codependency often form or maintain relationships that are one-sided, emotionally destructive, and or abusive. Now that feels pretty um, fully loaded and heavy as far as codependency being a condition versus independence being a state of being. So that's what I have for you guys who are listening and watching. <laughs> Very interesting, Jazzy. Um, for me, um, I see this word independence and codependency in two different contexts. I think first, starting from a work perspective, I think if you have an employer who are very independent and who wants you to be independent, I think they're looking from things from a very macro perspective. In other words, they do not want to micromanage. So they expect you to be independent, proactive, a lot of initiative from your end as the employee. And that's on one spectrum. And then you go all the way to the other spectrum, it's codependence from a work context. It means that you constantly require or want that you know, direction from the boss or instruction. And from a boss perspective, perhaps a little bit to micromanage. So one's a macromanage and one's like micromanage, two different end of the spectrum. That to me is how I define that in the context of work. In the context of relationship, um, to me, independence is, it depends on which angle you're looking at. And for me, I'm looking from the point of view of a wife. I think um, as an independent wife, I get to decide things on my own and be like mentally and emotionally independent. Like I'm okay by myself, like, you know, I'm happy by myself. That's how I would define it simply. And codependence, um, again, from a perspective of a wife, I would think that when I'm codependent on someone, it's an act of being vulnerable that I need help or I need a person to kind of give me that mental and emotional inspiration. So again, it's on two different end of a spectrum. But what do you think, Jen? You both nailed it, I think, in defining what each is. Um, so when I hear the word independence, I definitely think of someone who is able to be totally and fully themselves, you know, make, like you said, Zian, make your own decisions, 
um, you know, when a problem comes up, you're able to solve it. You know, you, you just know that you're able to take care of yourself no matter the situation is what I feel is independence. When we get to codependency, the first thing that I thought of is when you feel that someone else's needs are more important than your own. And the reason why I'm taking it from that perspective is sometimes we can get so codependent where we forget our own needs and our own wants. And sometimes um, we may, all of a sudden it becomes, um, and I'm talking about connection. So it could be connection, friend, family, loved one, who you know, significant other, because we're really talking about the whole spectrum here. Um, a relationship can become unhealthy where all of a sudden you lose your identity within the relationship because all of a sudden it becomes about that person and what do they need and what do they want and what about your own dreams what about your own passions what about the things that you want to accomplish what about my time you know because then you're giving so much of your time your energy everything into the other person that it becomes so uh, you know quote unquote codependent where now you're you, you keep pouring from your cup and you're not having your cup poured into and you're not being and you're not being given the space to pour into your own cup. And that's how I define um, codependency in that state. Um, so a question for all of us here, now that we've defined, you know, in a nutshell, what these two words are, is it possible for us to be independent and codependent at the same time? And let's think about it also from the perspective of masculine and feminine, because I think sometimes some people might think that this whole independence codependency can be a, an issue that many men might face, you know, in their da daily lives. But I also feel like what we've all seen here that women um, come across that too. So what do you guys all think? I think that it, it, I don't think it's possible at the same time, well, hold on, let me say that I think anything's possible, but I feel, I find that it's challenging to be independent and codependent at the same time. I feel like we can um, shift in a moment as far as like what we claim our, our stake to be that, no, we're fiercely independent, but yet um, I think there is probably uh, situations where, um, maybe we might need something from someone, from another, and um, and maybe we unconsciously ask for those needs to be met in certain ways. Um, and maybe because there's a possibility that we aren't able to feel it for ourselves yet because we haven't found that um, way to provide that for oneself or have learned that yet so I can see how that's like creating the possibility of being independent and codependent but I mean realistically I guess in my reality my current state what I believe is that I don't think you can be both at once I feel like you can be that situationally but not in a present moment if that makes sense yeah That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I do think that from my point of view, it is possible to be independent and codependent at the same time as an individual, but in a relationship, it's not easy to be independent and codependent on the same pace. So in other words, 
for me as a woman, as a wife, I can be independent and codependent because it's a choice, you know, like sometimes I, like you say, Jazzy, we get to, at a different situation, choose to be independent and at a different situation, choose to be codependent. But that's a very um, vague definition and that's very variable on a case-by-case, day-by-day yeah. basis. But when you have two people in a marriage, I'm just speaking from my context, and you want to be independent and codependent at the same rate and at the same pace, that I think is very difficult. And that's probably something I'm experiencing. So yeah. Oh, Zian, thank you for um, speaking from the perspective of someone in an, a marriage, right? Because yeah. when you are in a marriage, it's too, the way we see marriage is two, you know, independent people coming together to create a new connection, a connection mm. where it's two minds, two hearts, two people with different, maybe differing beliefs coming together to create something beautiful. And I agree, it, maybe at times it can be difficult to, I, I would say, um, even assert yourself within a marriage mm. to have that independence because you have all these different, you know, new obligations, new things that you need to, you know, do X, Y, Z every day, right? You have to sh show up as a wife and he has to show up as a husband. So then mm. it becomes that state of being where you guys are pretty much like, okay, you do this and then I do that. And then you do this and I do that. So it's that, you know, almost like you're dependent on someone else to kind of keep things moving because what if, and I think of it like, there's like an image I'm getting of like the cogs in a wheel, right? Each cog has to work. If one gets off, those wheels are not turning. So nothing, you know, nothing's going to move forward. So it's like you're both like moving this thing forward and you both have to be on that same page in order to keep things moving forward. Yeah. But then again, we get to the other extreme of it all where we have two individuals who come into connection and or you're, you know, wanting to do something in your career, right? And then you become that person who is so hyper-independent that it can't even make the relationship even more difficult because then all of a sudden it's like you don't really necessarily leave it open to even have that support because really it's about support right we're all wanting to have support from someone in a connection in a relationship so what so when we get to the other extreme of hyper independence what does that look like and we're going to define all this for you all to all of our listeners and viewers out there what it looks like to be both independent, codependent, and hyper-independent. So since I mentioned hyper-independency, Jazzy, would you like to take this one? Yeah, of course, because this is, this is, uh, this is very humbling um, because I'm guilty of this. I'm totally guilty of hyper-independence. And to be completely truthful and transparent, what hyper-independence actually does is create a space of limitation. It doesn't give opportunity for others to be able to support it also. Um, it's clearly a stress response that I know what I'm doing. I know what needs to get done. I got this. It's fierce independence. It's so fierce that like, there's so much rigor behind hyper-independence that nobody else gets to be a part of that. So AKA lone wolfing and, um, yeah, and it, and it could lead to burnout, resentment. It could learn out to just misplacing blame and really it's being accountable for your own actions and knowing that hyper-independence does not create um, a cooperative place. <laughs> it's 
is so humbling <laughs> because I'm still learning, you know, I mean, it's, it's taken my environment to teach me that no one's going to take care of my stuff unless it's me. And that is a very limited belief. It is a limiting belief and maybe it's a limiting decision I, I get to face. And um, so just even acknowledging that means that I can, I can, I can shift um, because I know that uh, maybe I unconsciously avoided being codependent. So I chose hyper-independence. Um, so yeah, there's definitely an opportunity to grow from this space. And um, like Zian, you said something earlier about, um, about in, in independence and codependency. Um, I feel like uh, that, that wave and shift kind of just moves into interdependence, which I know we're gonna get into, but I'm excited to share on, but um, not to avoid the hyper-independence. Yeah, it's a limiting place of independence because you can, you stretch yourself so far and um, you think you're gonna get more done and maybe you really don't, or maybe the more that you get done is the more burnout that you did not need. So I'm complete with that. <laughs> You're so cute, Jazzy. <laughs> Jesus. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and um, I'm going to pop in into my, when I hear the word hyper-independent, uh, the first person that comes into my mind is my single mom. So my experience of her was that when she was married, when I was really young, still married, then she was definitely codependent, definitely. And uh, so much so that I think when she was kind of put into a situation when she became the single mom, she had no choice. And again, it's choice-based. She had no choice, right? In that situation, she had to raise three kids and she was definitely a fierce hyper-independent. We were so young and it was just that situation that she was being thrown into. I don't think she enjoys it, but it's just that she didn't have a choice. And so she, she became a very, very um, fierce, straight, very independent. She gets everything done, incredibly efficient. <laughs> Um, just like multitasking at all times and so quick because she knows that she can get things done and she can, she's incredibly capable. Um, then I also experience her at trying to shift away from that hyper-independent now that we're all grown-up adults. She had no choice again because she's growing older and hence there are things that, you know, she doesn't move as fast, she doesn't think as fast, she's not so technologically sound and so she requires to be dependent on her kids like me, but yet she feels incredibly frustrated because she's here she is and a hyper an ex hyper independent woman but then now having and needing to rely that also means for her it's like a shift in her core identity now she gets to be vulnerable and ask for help and she doesn't like that she doesn't like to ask for help because she always tells me that i can do it by myself why do i need your help <laughs> that's true so yeah when you talk about hyper-independent, yeah, that's the first person that comes into my mind in my life. And I think being brought up by a hyper-independent woman has a huge effect on me. <laughs> right. Because yeah. you just, that's, that's a place of influence and you see your role model and your main, one of your main caregivers become that. 
So that's yeah. a great point because I know you shared so many stories about your mom and I find so much relativity um, and resonance because I am a single mom. So to go on to emphasize this to the single moms out there, because I know that in team settings, I'm very interdependent, but I know in relationship settings and maybe because of wounds and maybe because of the past stuff that the hyper independence does turn on and yeah. wanting to prove that to oneself that we got this. And again, another moment of humility for me is that not wanting to feel like something or someone else can take that, hurt that, destroy it, hinder it. So to any single women or fathers who may be listening to this perspective, it is definitely okay to move into this space of vulnerability, know when you do need help and how to get support and where you can outsource yourself because um, that's, it's, it's, it's so vital in respecting oneself for the, the good of the environment, your kids, to be able to maintain that level of discernment because pride and your ego is not worth the price you pay for hyper-independence. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thank you <laughs> so much for sharing that. And Deanne, oh my God, I am among, I'm in a room of like-minded women who have had like experiences because Deanne, when you described what you just said about growing up with hyper-independent women, I grew up with three of them, three. And so <laughs> imagine what it was like growing up <laughs> with three women who literally said, oh, it's okay, I can do it. It's okay, I don't need X, Y, Z. It's okay, I'm gonna get it done. And I'd be like, well, don't you need some help? Like growing up, I remember telling them, do you want some help? And they're like, no, I'll do it. You just go and do what you're gonna do, I'll do it. And as I grew up in relationship with other people, it be even in my work, I, I've seen how <laughs> I'm the type of person who's like, no, 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 like I'll do it. I don't, I don't care if I have to stay, uh, you know, for a couple more hours because only I can do it the right way, or I can do it like X, Y, Z way. Like I trust that I can get it done. And mm -hmm. it's one of the, it's that thinking that, um, and again, okay, this is probably where that issue is coming from. It's the issue of trust, right? Jazzy just spoke about mm -hmm. the vulnerability. If I wasn't so hyper-independent, then I would really be able to trust people to come in and finish the task or do what needs to get finished or um, take take the lead, right? It's letting someone else take the lead. <laughs> and I'm still to this day working on that, especially when it comes to my relationships with men in general, because I've realized that some men have said that I come across very hyper independent where they even say, hey, Jen, that you you're, you sound like your aunt or hey, Jen, you, you, you know, you're, your behavior is mirroring like your aunt. And these are men who are like are around them, who see like the way that they carry themselves, you know, my them being strong, independent women and and saying that they don't really need a man to do and get things done. That's literally the you know things I've heard growing up my whole life. And I realized that it's okay to be to to need support. It's okay to ask for support. It's okay to be vulnerable enough to say, can you help me? And it's getting easier the more I practice those words, hey, can you help me? Or hey, in the work setting, can you guys help me with this project? Because I feel a little overwhelmed right now. 
it's getting easier for me to speak up and ask for support. And that's when you get out of that mode of hyper-independency and you get into a beautiful mode of, of healthy, um, a healthy relationship, no matter who you're with, whether it's a colleague, a team that you're working with, um, people at home, that's when it becomes a beautiful thing and you don't feel, as Jazzy said, burned out at times because you feel like you're the only one doing everything. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's again, it's a situation that we all create because we've grown up with certain conditioning, you know, yeah. certain things that we've learned over time. And it's, but it doesn't mean that we cannot step out of that and see the other side of this. And that takes us into the next definition of what does it look like when one is independent and what does it look like when one is codependent? Who wants to take this one? Well, I first want to just say, if this is resonating with anybody, please, please hit the like button and be sure to share with anyone who you feel also goes through any of these phases of dependency, dependence, um, which is not coincidence that Independence Day is coming up on the fourth year. <laughs> just wanted to throw that in. <laughs> um, but to bring it back, what was your question once again, Jen? So what does it look like to be independent and what does it look like when you are codependent? Let's give them some examples of what that looks like. Zian, take it away. <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask me. So that's okay. So um, to me, what that looks like when I'm independent, I want to kind of relate back to what Jen said just now. I think when I'm independent, I get a choice. I think when I'm independent, I get to choose my passion and choose the dreams that I want to achieve. And what it looks like when I'm codependent is that it will look like I can be emotionally codependent on someone and I get to be vulnerable and, and able to trust someone enough to ask for their support. And I think in that process, it also means that I get to um, rely, choose to rely on someone and choose to not be fully in control. And when I mean that, I also mean that I don't need things to look exactly how I imagine it to be. Because when I ask for support, sometimes it doesn't look like how I envision it in my mind. So that's why I get frustrated, but I get to, you know, um, shed that away and just let the other person do how they think it should be done. Yeah. What about you, Jazzy? Um, okay, so I, how I view independence is having your own autonomy, your own, your, your, your own sovereign being. And that it's like, like I said earlier, uh, with no one else having authority or say, and that's just, independence you know what's good for you you know what works for you it doesn't and I'm still toying between codependency and just depending on someone without the co because I feel like the codependency is as I think it is relatable to having a condition where someone else is a source of what your needs are mm. and rather than being the source in which you like need someone to fulfill for you I think it's um one thing to identify if there is um some sort of mental or emotional 
dependency on someone else for something that you could be providing for yourself. I feel like that's codependency. And I feel like it's totally, so in ways there's kind of have my qualms, like I don't feel like it's, um, or my resistance around codependency. But when it comes to just depending on someone that's totally different, that feels like, like, yeah, I can count on you. I can count on you. I can do this, but I know that I'm seeking support. And it's like, I'm seeking support rather than I need you to do this for me. Um, I need you to fulfill this for me instead of rather than me doing it for me. It's doesn't, I think it's more of, um, uh, I don't know, logistics behind like the, the origins of the words or how we're using it energetically because codependency feels like sourcing like energy from someone and dependency ah. is like seeking support. So that's how I see it. <laughs> oh, Jazzy, thank you for, you know, bringing that up. And Deanne, same thing, like great examples of these two. Um, part of what was coming up for me as you guys were explaining like what they were for you is codependency for me has really become a word that I have been I guess studying analyzing uh, it, within like my role and relationship with others um because I have this almost it's really weird I've had this kind of weird like I've had interdependency, you know, but I've also had a codependency type of behavior that I've realized that sometimes come up and especially when I'm in relationship with, an, with another man. And what part of it is, um, and this is for all the listeners and, and you know, viewers out there is for me, codependency is when you are seeking such approval from someone. You're seeking almost like validation for your existence in a way. Um, where like what you know it's yeah like seeking that acknowledgement yeah like desperately it's almost like if it comes from a desperate place or something yeah Um, I hate to say it's a it comes from a desperate place but it really comes down to you seeking values through approval and praise from someone else um and for me this is personally for me how I define it And, and it comes from just the, lo- the type of behaviors that I exhibited in my relationships with regards to wanting to people please and make the other person happy because only then that way I felt validated in the relationship. I felt like I was seen. I felt like I was heard because then they would validate me for giving them, you know, that praise and that validation and that whatever, you know, it was. And um, again, it's become something that I've worked through. I, I, you know, I'm finally at a place where I can recognize it and acknowledge it and acknowledge my part in creating that codependent relationship. Um, and, but there is, as I mentioned to all the viewers and listeners out there, way healthy way to be in relation with someone else, to be independent, which is to have your own, you know, thoughts, to have your own mind, your heart, to be able to do the things that you love and not necessarily depend on the approval or the XYZ of someone else. And that is what we call being interdependent. And that's what we want to introduce to you guys you know, now, which is what does it mean to be interdependent, which is a healthy way of being both independent and still able to allow, welcome people into your space as a support system. So what, so Jazzy, what, 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 how does interdependence for you, what does that feel like in your, in your world? Um, 
Okay, so interdependence to me is two or more components, two people, <laughs> two or more people mm-hmm. who can come together and be symbiotic, depend on one another, but, and still maintain their sense of individuality without, um, without losing themselves in the process. So they get to still be them, their own self and um, get to be in partnership and relationship with those around them, like healthily without, the, you know, without the, the desperation um, and without the uh, having to reject um, support. So it's, it's being in connection and relationship still and being fully within your individual self and being okay with being vulnerable and asking for that support. Ooh. What about you, Z? Yeah, and I think um, being inter- interdependent is a very healthy, ideal way that I've yet to figure out, to be honest. And um, yeah, it's to me like what Jazzy say in my words would be two different people with different dreams, goals, and passion moving towards the same direction like they're working towards the same like you know um contract or marriage but yet at the same time they don't lose themselves you know they and and the first word that comes into my mind is choice like there is a choice it's not that I need to do your way or you need to do my way but it's a choice you know it's not a need but it's a want it's not I need you to be with me. It's I want you to be with me. And to me, that's the <laughs> that's yeah, the like, yeah. key difference, you know. And I think to reach to that equilibrium is very tricky because it doesn't look like that. I, I'm on my 11th year of marriage. It doesn't look like that in my first five years. But then on the 11th year, it's like a constant rework. Yeah. I'm choosing my words carefully, girls. <laughs> but yes, it's a we're constant. Learning. Yeah, we're learning. Correct. We're learning. I'm learning to be interdependent. That's what I want to say. Oh, see, and I'm yeah. proud of you because you're definitely creating your reality right now. Yes. So. Love it. I'm here to support you interdependently. Yes. <laughs> we're both here to support you. And look, honestly, like this is something that is something you practice. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. It takes time. And the fact that you said that it's something that I think some of us might not necessarily have um, thought of as a struggle because we kind of, when we get enmeshed, right, in relationships, it it kind of depends on who you're with and what, how the experience goes. And in some cases you're with a really independent like partner who's like, yeah, I'll give you your space. I'll have my space. We'll do our thing. We'll come together. We're, you know, whatever. And then you have others who are way more involved who are like, no, let me do, you know, let me help you. Let me be right there with you, you know, all the time. Right. But then when we think of interdependence, it's really when we have two people, two whole individuals who come together, even if they, you know, have differences, they complement each other. And they don't, it's not about two people completing each other because you both come together as two whole beings. And then that's when you have this beautiful interdependent relationship. Because like you said, Zian, you don't need that person in your life. You want them in your life. 
they add to what you already have in your life. And so it doesn't become like, I need you to do because you fulfill or you, you know, there's a space and you just fit in that space because you both are two whole people coming together. And that's when you know you're in a healthy relationship. And when you know that it's, it's something that you both can work on. And like you said, Zia, you're both two people looking at the same direction, going in the same direction. So absolutely beautiful. I love that we discussed this today and we have something really exciting for you coming up and aligned with this topic. Zian, would you like to tell our viewers and listeners? Yeah, next topic, we will be talking about connection versus attachment. And I think, you know, um, building upon today's topic, I think this is a beautiful way to kind of uh, go into that difference between when you're connected to someone versus when you are attached to someone. What's the difference between that and, you know, how do we kind of balance that, you know, connection and attachment? Yes, I think this will be very interesting for everyone to um, kind of discern. So make sure you share, stay tuned. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, with that, um, I'm happy to say thank you so much for listening today. And I'm so glad to have the two Lotus ladies here joining us today. And for those who are listening, and if you resonate with today's topic, um, just comment Happy Independence Day because it so happened to be <laughs> the state's Happy Independence Day coming up. And we are super excited to connect again in our next episode. So bye for now. Bye. bye.